John, how are you this week? I'm good, Elliot. How are you doing? I'm good, too. Um, I noticed this week that FATF, which uh, does a lot of different things, as we've talked with uh, our audience in the past, one of the things they do is they uh, do mutual evaluations of uh, uh, member countries about their how well they're doing in terms of their overall anti-money laundering and uh, terrorist financing uh, programs. And the report for Japan uh, was issued uh, early this week. Did you see that report? I did. And, and you know, in addition to the uh, mutual evaluation process a couple of years ago, I don't remember exactly when, uh, it was decided that they would evaluate based on effectiveness. So in the past, you could argue that the evaluations were, do you have the laws and regs on the books? Is there some evidence of utility? But they sort of shifted that in a more robust way. So I think it gives the evaluation reports give you a better sense. And as we both know, the evaluators, um, we have actually one of one of the uh, uh, constant evaluators on our advisory board, Nick Burbridge from Canada. But the evaluators are experts from other jurisdictions that go and assess, like I said, effectiveness. So it definitely gives the jurisdiction an understanding of where they sit in terms of the FATF recommendations and some of the other guidance that have been given by that organization and also areas where there is potential needed improvement. So I think this is a good example, whether you're doing business in Japan or not, this is a good example for our audience. You know, take a look at the report, look at at least the executive summary and some of the metrics there. And it gives you a good understanding of, again, using the same word, how robust the oversight is by the FATF evaluators. Right. Um, I think the other thing that would be valuable for our listeners is to uh, uh, take a look at this report and really see the level of detail and uh, and the comprehensive nature of the pro- the evaluative process. This is not a by any means a flyby. Um, these are, as you pointed out, uh, world recognized um, experts in the field that are the evaluators and their evaluative process is deep and thoughtful. Um, and uh, the thing that caught me about this report is again, not that, not that Japan, you know, uh, did terribly in any, by any means, but even a, you know, strong industrial economy with a, you know, a good general governance uh, process as an or as a country, it's still, you know, it's not just green, 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 green in the, you know, in some of the dashboards. Um, there's a lot of hard work for jurisdictions, and this is, uh, in many ways, the probably the most consistent uh, review process that they get. Yeah, and and one of the ratings, to your point, they uh, received a moderate evaluation was uh, in terms of effectiveness is that terrorists, terrorist organizations and terrorist financiers are prevented from raising, moving and using funds and from abusing the nonprofit sector. So they said they were moderately successful there. And it sort of plays into some of the priorities going forward. The one area which they received a non-compliant had to do with uh, nonprofits. And, you know, that's a big issue for our, our community because of de-risking, demarketing, whatever you want to call it. And in terms of the uh, uh, the conclusion of the evaluation is, you know, going forward, what are some of the priorities? And related to that, one of the priorities are 
you know, ensuring that there's a complete understanding of NPOs at risk of abusive terrorist financing, in particular those in higher risk regions, and that there be outreach guidance and monitoring of supervision commensurate with those risks. All of that is to say that because we know not-for-profits in the, in the past have been abused by, uh, for terrorist financing purposes, that's an area where Japan really needs to step it up. And since we're going into 20 years since 9-11, it's sort of an important point. I mean, many other things were mentioned in it. They got a lot of high marks in some other areas, but that was the one thing that sort of stuck out at me. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and again, uh, you know, if you want to, not as a compare and contrast, but if you want to just get, if you're uh, one of our listeners and you're in the United States, you know, you can pull up the most recent U.S. report and take a look at it. And it, too, isn't green, 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 you know, so uh, uh, even countries where you feel like there is a robust regime and and many players are active, positive participants, there are still always challenges. Yeah. And, and to that point, I'm, I'm fairly certain without the U.S. evaluation in front of me, one of the areas where we both had gaps had to do with regulation and supervision of uh, not traditional depository institutions. And Japan was considered partially compliant. And I think we, we had a similar evaluation. So, you know, even with a robust uh, supervisory oversight, that's, that's another area, that gap that FATF has certainly highlighted. Right. A reminder of the dynamic nature of the world financial system and how different payment streams and payment products and things that are outside the traditional uh, are are making uh, a difficult job that much more complicated. I agree. So uh, I'll do my commercial first. If you like this podcast, please join us weekly. We do this one and join us for our other podcasts. You can find them on Spotify Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, or wherever you find your uh, podcast currently. Yes, and um, next week, next Thursday, September 9th, we're doing a very special webinar to commemorate, better understand the ramifications of 9-11. It's been 20 years, as we all know, since 9-11. You're going to have three individuals that were uh, engaged not only on that horrific day, but afterwards. And I think, um, you know, uh, we're going to do more than talk about the day, which again was terrible, but talk about how it impacted the AML, CFT or CTF communities going forward. So an opportunity to ask us questions. So um, if you get a chance to register for that, it's on our website, uh, one o'clock Eastern time uh, next Thursday, September 9th. Okay. Well, John, I will uh, obviously uh, uh, be watching from the wings in the webinar, but also uh, I will talk to you for this weekend AML next week. Great. Take care of yourself, Elliot. Talk soon. Yep. Have a good holiday weekend. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.